Hello and welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll and this is episode 69 and we are talking Catherine, releasing for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. I think this is our first Xbox 360 PS3 game, but considering it is episode 69, I went for this one and... Well, let's be honest, when you judge the box, when you look at the box of this game, you're probably thinking, you dirty, dirty boy. How dare you listen to this? This is a very dirty game. However, that's not the case. This case is, well, it's like an onion, as Shrek says. It has layers, and it has a lot of layers to it. And it was a game that I really had to understand, and a game that I had to actually play to understand what was going on, because I was one of those. I thought it was a dark, smutty game. Smutty being the key word because of the front covers. But then when I understood the game and understood possibly some of the meaning behind it, I realised it's an absolute little gem. And yes, it is episode 69. I can't wait to get past this point. Because once you get past this point, maybe things will calm down a little bit. I don't know, but you just... Everyone's immature on the internet. We all are. Come on. I am joined by Mr. Jake McCauley. Yes, the Dirt Wizard himself has come out, and just to let you know, he's released his video on Catherine. Go find it on YouTube of the Dirt Wizard. Please support those people who support this show. Now, Jake wanted to, he, he brought it to my attention. He said, right, I want to do Catherine, and we want to be more serious. We do sometimes, we, we like to laugh, we like to play around, but we do have serious games. And I think whilst we try to make this funny, there are serious moments of this game and serious themes you can take from it. Now, if you are just here for Catherine, maybe go about 30 to 40 minutes down the line, and then you can just go to that. But we do have an introductory section. Please stay around. We do try and have fun. We do try and mess around a little bit. We've got a few games, and we can we cover the news, you know, so just stick around. See if it's for you. First of all, though, I do need to get the plug out the way. Yes, we need to get that out the way because, well, it helps pay the bills. Wherever you listen to this show, please support it. And you can do so by giving it a five-star review. Tell this show is good. Tell me this show is bad. And also, if you see it on your socials, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever, please share it forward. It really helps. You can find me at Twitter at RetroWarsUK. And it, get, it gets helps gets the show out there, and I really appreciate it. If you want to help support the show financially, you can do over at patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC, and this could be top 10s, modern day game reviews, or gaming events. And as a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 42 of the recent Sony Showcase. So the first game they showed was Fair Game. Um, this was a heist game. And all they showed were basically people sneaking into a bank and then shooting others. There was no gameplay. It's a new IP, but what is it? And that is going to hit me hearing that. What is it? Because there's a lot of that. And I don't like that. I don't like it when I have no idea what this game is. It's different when you've got an established fan base as we get onto it later on. When it's a new IP, I'm like, come on. What's going on now? Now, again, look, it looked the trailer looked good. You know, it looked all stylish and sexy. But we just, I didn't know what the fuck it was. (laughs) 
And that was episode 42 and a bit of a summary of what happened in the Sony Showcase. Now next week, I'm going to do one that I pushed back. Yeah, I pushed this one back a little bit just because of this Sony Showcase. And it is going to be my top 10 women in gaming. So I look forward to you all coming to listen to that one because there are some spicy takes on that one. Well, some are going to say spicy, some are going to say standard. I don't know, you, you all make your own opinion. Now, to let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month is going to go to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers, and they help provide games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. So far, we've raised nearly $3, which I know isn't a lot of money, but I hope over time we can just put this back and really get to the stage where we can donate games and consoles. Additionally, if this channel, The Retro Wars, gets to 1,000 subs on YouTube, I'm going to start donating 5% of any income made from that as well. If you do have any old games you just want to get rid of, rather than sell them, please donate them to the charity, which you can find the link in the description in this video, or in this text. Additionally, you get access to your own Discord, you get the chance to message me one-on-one, you can take part in all our games of 16 bits of nonsense, survive or die, DLC or comments on our game of the week, and a chance for me to butcher your names, as I will from our newest Patreon, Keith from the Main Quest Podcast. Thank you very much, I really appreciate it, Keith, thanks for joining on board. Right. There's your plugs. Got them out the way, didn't we? All right, let us get into our letter section, which is the first bit we do, which is called 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen bits of nonsense is our letter section where you guys can pretty much ask me whatever you want. If you want to ask a question, you do so on patreon.com forward slash retrowars. First up is Chris Copleen, who says, Chuck's smutty dirty dud. First of all, I love it when you say, slag you off. It sounds so naughty to me as an American. You can slag me off any time. It's a standard British thing. Standard British. Secondly, you never answered my question about Melina on Twitter. Oh, here we go. People have to know what everyone's been asking for. Does she Objection! If she did, would you take her up on that offer? I feel there's a high risk slash reward involved. Hashtag smut for satin. God's sake. I'm not having this satin smut on my show. Um, okay. As you heard, I, there is an objection because it's smutty. Um, but to answer the question, will I take her up on that offer? No chance. Absolutely no chance. Am I letting Melina anywhere near me with those teeth? Absolutely not. She's a biter. She's going to absolutely rip me to pieces. I don't think... No, I like my bottom. No. I love how everybody loves it, but I'm sorry. You, you can't say you would... Like, imagine trying to kiss her. Be impossible. It'd be like KO to your tongue. So how is it? This is horrible. This... She's like a praying mantis. I won't go anywhere near her because she'd suck you up and eat your bones, spit your bones out. Not a chance, Chris, am I going anywhere near Melina. Now she's back in Mortal Kombat world and it looks like she's the queen this time. It's going to be interesting how they play her, but oh my God, not a chance am I going near her. But yes, as usual, what a great way to start this show. Raging Demon says, follow-up question. Oh, for God's sake. Do you think Melina has read the classics and enjoys classical music and art? Or is eating faces and other aforementioned body parts her primary hobby? I have to make this smutty, so please explain to the Americans what Fanny means. This is Backlog Adam-inspired question for the record. Oh, for God's sake. Right. 
All right, let's start. This is two questions. I have not objectified that one, but I will. No, I've not put the objection. Um, so, does Melina enjoy the classics and enjoy classical music? I'm pretty going. I'm going to say no. I I really I think eating faces is probably her forte. I don't can't see her listening to Beethoven on a weekend. You know, sitting out with a nice glass of cognac and having a cigar in her hand. I just can't see that by the fire, all cozed up in her nice pajamas and a dressing gown. No chance. She is eating people, full on eating people. That is literally her job. She probably is like a vampire, eating bones, eating body parts, drinking blood. That'll be her. I can. I'll, they'll make reference to it in this game. They will. Uh, as to the funny question. All right. So, fuck's sake. I think you Americans have it as a bottom, uh, but to everyone else, it's the front bum. It's the hoo hoo. So there we go. That's what that means. All right. Do you know what? My mum listens to this sometimes. This is horrendous. She's going to be like, oh, is this what you dreamed of when you wanted to become a podcaster one day? Is this the sort of content you wanted to be getting into? Is this where you thought your career would go? No. No, it would not, mother. I didn't think I'd be answering this at quarter past nine on a Sunday evening. No, I did not think that's the way it was going to go. (sighs) What's next? Here we go. It's Captain N. Always gets even better, doesn't it? All right, Dodge, you have to make a party to take on JRPG's greatest villain, Kefka, from the Final Fantasy VI. You have to choose four characters from the list below to take him on. This will be interesting. So you've got Mallow from Super Mario RPG, Gao from Final Fantasy VI, Prompto, Final Fantasy XV, Kate Sith, Final Fantasy VII, Edward Chris Von Muir, Bard, the Bard from Final Fantasy IV, Eco Carol from Final Fantasy IX, Luca, Chrono Trigger, Mogu, Breath of Fire. Pick wisely, you are being judged hard okay so i've only got to pick four characters um from that i've not played all of them so prompto i've not got that far fantasy 15 so i'm not going to do that just because i don't know and and i'm not going to pick mallow because i've not played super mario rpg so that'd be wrong if i suddenly got to the others but i have played and completed the rest of them so who's my party gonna be uh i'm gonna start off with kate sith kate sith because well, Kate Sith can just do normal attacks. The only difference with Kate Sith is that its limit break is just absolutely random. And Kate Sith can ta- attack... You, you can basically set that thing up. You'd set any other character up. So you can do whatever material you put on. You can do it. Just just give it the four times cut. Go nuts. Give it the, you know, house of the... House of the main. How, um, Knights of the round. Go nuts. But its limit break is just basically slots. It starts off with dice and then it's just slots. I'm going to go with the slots because... Yes, there's a chance where you can die, um, but there's also a chance that you could get the instant kill. I've never seen it, never done it, because I've never really used Kate Sith. But yeah, I'm going to go with that just to have that. Ooh, spice it up. This is going to be spicy. You know, there's a bit of a dance with the devil. Um, Luca from Chrono Trigger is probably going next. Just as again, you can use Luca to a point. You know, she's not useless. She's not the best character, but... She's not, she's not by no means the worst character. Is she the worst character in Chrono Trigger? Maybe. But she's still usable. She still has, you know, like, Gao has no... Redi- oh, those those Gao's your blue mage, any? Gao's your blue mage? No, do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm still keeping Luca, but I'm going to cope. Yeah, keep Luca, but I'm going to pick Gao, because Gao is your blue mage. So he's not useless. He's useless what you want to do with him. I'm pretty sure he's a blue mage. I'm going to have to Google that. I'm pretty sure he is. Oh, no, he's not a blue mage. I just checked it up dead quick. That's what the pause button's very good for. He can basically imitate the opponent, which is a bit shit. 
Yeah, fuck you, gal. You're not being used. Okay, so I picked Luca, Kate Sith. Uh, Eco is probably next, Final Fantasy IX. I mean, she's not as good as Garnet, I don't think, but she still can be used as a party member. She'd be a white mage, but also your summoner. Um, yeah, I think Eco just doesn't get picked that much because people use Garnet, but she's still do. Again, she's still, I'm not going to say doable, that's the wrong word here. She's still doable to use, to use, to use in your party, people. <sighs> Mogu can fuck off. Um, no chance. Any, anything Breath of Fire can absolutely... I don't care if it was you, it was Ryu, the main character. No. Breath of Fire can absolutely suck a dick. Um, and based on that, I'm going to have to go with Edward Chris Von Bertner, the bard from Final Fantasy IV. Just because we all love a Spoonie bard. Just because we all love a Spoonie bard. Did nothing else. I'll just take it because of that. Simple as that. There, there you go. Question answered. I hope they're actually good picks. I hope people people probably thinking, no, no, you should have picked them. Well, I said I'm not picking Mallow and I'm not going to pick Impromptu because I've never used them. So that's not fair, is it? So you come at me with your hate all day long. Nico Hilson says, Dan the man. So a while ago I was watching the UFC and the next fighter was someone I didn't care much for. But then he came out with some Mortal Kombat music. Great. And I was an instant fan. When you mentioned beating your child to the same music last week, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't beat her. We just played fight. Look, we played fight, and I put them all coming. I didn't beat her. I destroyed her. Um, it got me, so go back to the question. We played the last music, it got me thinking. If... If you was a professional fighter, what's the walkout music and you can't have Mortal Kombat? Uh, okay, so I can't use Mortal Kombat music. All right, okay. Easy answer. I had come out with like a really heavy rock version of the Pokemon Red theme music. Like the... I'd come out with that. I don't give a shit. That'd be fucking awesome. You can find them. I'd just come out. And literally anyone in your Pokemon would be shitting himself. Was like, yeah! Because that's on, like, fucking Donkey Kong. I could do the DK rap as well. DK. Donkey Kong. No, fuck no. Kill me now. Uh, no, no, definitely I'm going with Pokemon. I'll probably come up with a better, something better at some point in my head. I'll go, oh, damn it. I should have picked that. But for now, top of my head, going with that. But I like that. Yeah. And I'll clarify. I did not beat my child. Fidelity. Uh, <laughs> I still love it. She's like, Daddy, let's play fight. Oh. Do you know what, though? I shouldn't say. The idiot. Oh. I let you tear around for a second. She got hold of one of her EpiPens. She's allergic to dairy and egg. Oh, she got hold of an EpiPen. And she used it. She pricked herself with it. She's okay. She didn't inject it. But she pricked herself with a needle. Oh, I felt like the worst dad ever. I know mistakes happen. Oh. What? So it's been a day with it. Put it like that. Fucking deserved the Mortal Kombat music. I'll tell you that right now. All right, finally. Dave McGee says, Hey there, Dan Dan, the Muffin Man. Sony's PlayStation Showcase was pretty sweet. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Seems to be a little bit for everyone. Was there? What was your favourite part? Mine was the portable PS5. It'd be fucking sweet to have Sony's IP anywhere you go. Right. Okay. I I get you. I get what you're on about, Dave. I really do. My only argument, right? As I said on the main on the DLC. This is DLC. Just happened. Okay. It's a bit of an insight. It was like, what the fuck? It was like, right. This is Project Q. Here's our portable thing. <laughs> Moving on. What? What? You what? What? 
portable PS5? Are we going to talk about this? Are we going to have a little discussion? No, no, no. We'll talk about the earbuds. I want to talk about those earbuds right now. No, no. Rewind, fucker. I want to listen to what you've just been talking about. I thought it was barely mentioned. That was the sort of shit which should be getting its own grand reveal on its own. It was... Nothing. Um... Look, I wasn't happy with it just because the parts I was liking, I knew were coming. Does that make sense? Like, Spider-Man, love that. I thought Spider-Man was really good. Final Fantasy 16, seeing more of that. Street Fighter 16, really good. Um, but when it came to the overall general thing, I was expecting more of, like, more big hits. Yes, we had Metal Gear, but I was expecting more massive hits to go, whoa, shit! But I didn't really feel like that. And I would have liked to see... I would have liked to see more. What was your favourite part? Okay, your favourite part was seeing Spider-Man for the first time and having an idea of where we're going. And it does look like we're going down Craven's Last Hunt. That's the direction that we're going for the first half of the game. And the second half is going to be about Venom. Do like that. Remember that this is a time when they do not know who Venom is. They do not know who most of these characters are. They're still getting their establishment in it. So that was quite good. So I'm looking forward to that because I thought the first trailer had it all launched that Venom was already living in the world. No, he was not. Um, he is basically... Because I think he, he has the black suit on for Craven's last hunt. So that's going to be really good, interesting to see. So really looking forward to that. It might get fleshed out a bit in the new movie coming out because they, there will be a cameo appearance from this Spider-Man. You'll see him in the background along with other, all other ones. But yeah, look, everyone's got... I think there was bits for everybody. Like, if you love VR games, you're probably having the time of your life. But I was just like, meh, all right. That, that's how I honestly felt. So yeah, there we go. And that is all the questions. Thanks very much, guys. I really appreciate when you write in. And if you do want to write something in, go over to patreon.com forward slash Retro Wars. Join up and then you can ask your questions. All right, let us get into our new section, which we call Patch 69.0. Patch 69.0 is our news section where I have a look at what's been going on over the week and give you my take on gaming news. So yeah, I was going to talk about the Sony Showcase, but Dave beat me to the point. So yeah, I've, I think I've gone on about that. Um, Zelda. We are going to be talking a bit of Zelda. Of course, we have to do talk about Zelda because I've been playing that to fuck. Uh, the voice actress for Zelda, Patricia Somerset in the new game, has come out and she believes that Link and Zelda are in a relationship. Uh, but I know it's often been left to interpretation, but she believes that there is. She finished a comment saying, I know that Link and Zelda are in a relationship with each other. It's active. There's a lot of care and a lot of listening. And I just love that about it. Is there a lot of listening? Yeah, from Link. A lot of listening from Link from Zelda because she's prattering on the whole time. Link, 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 Link. Where Link's just like... I, I. That's about it. That's that's their relationship. I wonder if he does that in the bedroom. But that that's all you get. But there is definitely a very closeness and bond them. And the whole Link and Zelda thing. Yeah, there's there's not many times when they you can say, oh yeah, that's definitely canon. You know, it's definitely a thing. It's just never really happened. But yeah, you can't say that sort of shit, Patricia. People are gonna jump on it. People are gonna come after you and say, no, they should be with this person. They should be with this. The shippers won't like it. They'll come after you. Ah, oh, people in the internet. Um, all right, so 
We're getting some more Mario games coming from the Nintendo Switch Online service. These are the Game Boy Advance ones. And basically, we are getting Mario Advance 1, 2, and 3, which in turn is Mario 2 for the NES, Mario World, and Super... Sorry, Super Mario World, and most Super Mario World 2. Bit meh, honestly. It's like, meh. We, we can already play these games. We can already play these games through the Super Nintendo, through or better versions of them, through the Super Nintendo, through the NES. It's like, oh, really? Is that what you're giving us? I was a bit pissed off with that. I was like, come on, give me better games than that. Give us fucking Pokemon. We are, that's all we want. Everyone wants a Pokemon or Fire Emblem. Just give us them. Ridiculous. Nintendo not knowing what to do. I'm saying about what Nintendo don't want to do. And they said there's not a lot of stuff this week. There really isn't, but um, there really isn't a lot of news. But Nintendo apparently are being sued for loot boxes. Now, I know we've seen this with other games, such as like Fortnite. Um, and I know that EA have been... No, not Fortnite, sorry. EA, because we all know EA are sleazy bastards. Uh, but Nintendo isn't immune from this. And apparently, uh, a lawsuit has been filed and claimed that the company used what we call dark patterns to trick younger players into spending money on Mario Kart Tour. Uh, you know, the use of microtransactions. Now, this was a free-to-play mobile game, which is still being used. And they have these things called Spotlight Pipes. Now, I've not played the game, so please bear with me and don't be coming after me if I don't get this 100% right. But basically, these Spotlight pipe Pipes act as loot boxes. They haven't got their disclosed odds, so it's all unknown. And you can use real-world money to open these in hopes of receiving like upgrades and items. Um, now, they have removed them. Nintendo have taken these away. However... There was someone um, whose kid, his father, his kid spent ended up spending 170 US dollars. So it's about 340. I think it's about 340 Australian dollars. 236. Um, oh, hang on. No, hang on. No, no, no. Fuck, that's a lot. Yeah, US was 120, 170 dollars plus. I think it's a bit. Basically, it's a mess. He spent a fortune, right? This kid, and. Basically, the actual lawsuit went in on March, but it's only appeared on the federal docket this week. And what it's calling for is refunds for all miners in the United States who paid for these loot pipes. That's not just $170. That's going to be a shit ton of money. Because the lawsuit's arguing that Nintendo purposely made it harder to progress in the mobile game for those players who don't spend money on items. How many times have we seen this before? How many times have we seen this with other games pay to win? And the idea of using these dark patterns, so what this means is to trick players into spending more money on an in-app purchase. So, yeah, that, that's what it is. You basically have to pay money to win. And we've seen it with so many games. So, so many games. But it's, it's, they're arguing it's Mario. And that's what, we, you know, Mario, they use that. The idea that, oh, you want to win a Mario Kart? Pay money. Mm, and because Mario has that big kids appeal, it's a bit naughty. Um... And the plaintiffs refer to Mario Kart's transactions as immoral and claim the tactics are there to deceive players. Um, so it's very, very interesting that the lawsuit says that the loot box mechanism you, um, Nintendo used capitalized on encourage addictive behaviors in gaming, similar to gambling or betting. It also claims that younger players are more vulnerable to these sorts of systems which involve loot box and reward patterns. I don't disagree with that. Uh, I think, well, I, I try not to go to... Adam on um, Remember the Game because I don't want to basically hang off his coattails. But he's made very good arguments for when it comes to loot boxes and its sleazy practices before. So I don't know which episodes he's done on particularly, but he has mentioned it. And it was a really, really good argument because I do agree that loot boxes are terrible things. I think they're absolutely terrible. 
when you're purchasing something and you know you're not getting a guaranteed return it's disgraceful fifa with ea were the main problem with this with the packs um for when you want to buy players for this world tour mode again i'm not a fifa player but i do know of them being an englishman and it's just so bad because people just gamble because they want to get some of the best players like ronaldo messi and the legends and you could be spending so much money to do this and you might never get it I know I can I I put my argument forward that Pokemon cards can be a bit of the same thing because people are always chasing to buy, to get some hold of the you know the the basic also the best cards. But if I wanted to like get a two hundred dollar card, I can actually go and spend two hundred dollars to get that card. I don't think you can do that with these packs. It's not like oh I want to get Ronaldo. I have to spend, I'll spend two hundred dollars to get Ronaldo. I don't think it works like that. The only way you're gonna get it is through these packs. And yeah, I do agree with what's been said. Um, is that it has does have the screens of gambling. And, you know, the fact that fireworks go off, big music and all that when it's unveiling it. That is gambling. You know, in Australia, gambling is a huge problem. We have what's called pokey machines. Now, these pokey machines are basically slot machines in a way, but they're called pokies because you just push them. But when I go to, like, most pubs here, they can have these huge rooms dedicated to these machines. And the money you can win from them is massive, but there's a lot of money you can put into it. I was astounded by these rooms like you can argue or you know everyone's got casinos yeah casinos right i understand the casino but say in england right people in england listen to this going okay we've got fruit machines and you might have like two or three across a pub me these these rooms there must be like 50 60 odd machines in this one little building and it's not like it's like one building you know in a town there's like three or four of these these huge buildings just within where i live and you've got so many machines but it's because the game um, the government makes so much money off tax they ain't gonna change a thing but it's honestly a culture here i think australia one of the biggest gamblings and gambling countries in the world it's so bad and so it does fuck me off when i say i know relating it back to gaming i think we're on a bit of a tangent but i hate gambling because whilst i gambling can be fun if it's controlled you can have a gamble on the football, a gamble on the horses, gamble playing poker, if you can do it sensibly, and you know, right, I'm going to bet this much, I'm going to bet, say, £100 or $100, that's how much I want to spend, that's how much I'm prepared to lose, and I can walk away and still have a nice time, right? But when it comes to these loot packs or any sort of gambling, you are chasing, 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 and especially something where you don't have to disclose odds, that's even worse, you don't know what the odds are, and that's just not... Imagine if they actually said, okay, the chances of you getting Ronaldo is 1 in 10,000. Do you think people will be spending money on packs then? And again, you can relate this back to Mario Kart. Let's say, I don't know, is it... Um, uh, let's, I don't know. I don't know what the things say. People can have a go at me with this. Maybe say it's better tyres, all right? Say, so, right, you've got 1 in 10,000 chance getting the best tyres in the game. Are you going to spend all that money on these loot pipes? I don't think you are. It'd be, it's going to be interesting to see where this is because if, if it does go through, a lot of people are going to be asking for a refund and that is going to hit Nintendo. That will, 100% that's going to hit Nintendo on that. Again, if someone has played the game because I've never played it and bought one of these pipe things, let me know if I'm chatting. I'm on the wrong lines here. I'm chatting bubbles. Just, just give me a heads up on Patreon or whatever on Twitter. Just tell me whether I'm chatting crap or not. All right, the final bit of news for this week. Uh, about Final Fantasy 16. Apparently, there is going to be no DLC or 
no day one patch, and that made me all very happy. Apparently, uh, director Hiroshi Taki and producer Naoki Yoshida shared some insight, and they basically said that Final Fantasy XVI won't need a day one patch because it already runs well. Yoshida said there's also the plans have the team have no plans to develop DLC Final Fantasy XVI, nor do they plan to create any tie-in content, such as what Final Fantasy XV did when they made the spin-off movie Kingsglaive. And basically, Yoshida said it's a one-off game. We're asking players to pay the full price for this experience, and we want an experience that's going to equal the amount of money that players are going to be paying, and we want them to have a satisfaction equal to what they pay or even more than that. Jesus, just basically say we want people to pay. He seems to be like he's going around in circles saying the whole thing. Basically, I didn't read that prior. He's basically saying he wants people to go, right, you're paying this much, you're getting this much for your money. That's what he's basically saying, the, the right amount. And yeah, fair enough. It's ready to go, from the sounds of it. It's running well, it's ready to go. No DL, we'll see. We'll see if it needs a patch. We will see. I What games don't need a patch these days? So if I can basically put the disc in, load it and play it, I'll be very surprised. Oh, I'll be... I'm getting patches for Tears of the Kingdom already. That's getting updates. So let's just wait and see, shall we? I mean, again, they've waited a long time. I'm fine with that. But yeah, if it does it, well done. Well done. But also, that case makes me feel quite happy with no DLC. It sounds weird, but I like my stories. Like, one concise story. Boom, there we go. Right, I can, I've had a great time. I'm going to move on. That's, yeah, weird in that sense. All right. Let us get into our free game that everyone likes. I should say... All right, that is the end of the news. And tell you there wasn't really much that this week. Let's get into our free game, which anyone can play, which is called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. <laughs> Stick it up, you Jinjo is for anybody to play. And basically, it's what I want to feel and get a sense of how angry you guys are. How angry, how happy. Have you had some game rages? Have you had some quitting where you've been throwing the controller? Have you been so happy and so fulfilled you've done something you want to shout it off from the rooftops? So as usual, I let you guys shout off and let's see what you've got to say. Kes... I'm going to butcher this. Kes Carissas. I hope I got that right. Um, ha ha ha, the Wiimote not behaving correctly during the Demise fight in Skyward Sword. When does the Wiimote work ever in that game? Holy shit, when does it work ever? Like, I, I tried. I bought Skyward Sword thinking, I'm going to do it this time. No. <laughs> and I know at some point I'm going to have to play it the whole way through. And I'm kind of like, no, because this game's dreadful. Link is walking around like a moron, and even with the Switch version, I've got to walk around with a moron using the sword. Just an idiot. So, thanks, Kess. That's just... You might be laughing. I'm crying inside. The idea I've got to play it. Ugh. Makes me sad. Thayan Devanta says, Back in the day, playing the GameCube, Metroid Prime 2, fighting the Speedball Ing. I got so, I think that's what it says. I got so mad at it that I smashed the GameCube with the game inside. Holy shit! It's a lot worse than making it sound. I was going through a lot back then. Well, I hope, Thion, you're okay. Well, Thion, I hope you're okay. I hope you managed to get through what you were getting through. But holy shit, you smashed the GameCube! What the fuck? What with? 
And when you say it's a lot worse than a, oh no, it's a lot worse than I'm making it sound. Oh no, shit! He's, he's making it a lot worse. How bad did you do it? Jesus! I'm looking at my GameCube here. Don't you go near it, please. It's all right, GameCube. It's all right, guys. Talking to the games. It's all right. They can't hurt you. He's safe. He's safe with me in my undisclosed location. Ha <laughs> ha! Jesus. Well, honestly, I'm not taking a piss. I hope you are feeling better now and you've managed to get through what you got through. Um, Jessica Prentice says, I finally own Cuphead. Good choice. First, I held out physical release. Then I had to wait for the special edition. That was delayed. That's annoying. I'm actually not too shabby at it. I'm already on World 3 without much struggling. Don't know whether I'm happy about that or I'm pissed off at you. Because, <laughs> fuck, Cuphead is hard. Jesus, I, I've done it. I haven't done the last course. I'll be honest, I haven't done the last course, which is the DLC package. Jesus, I oh, when I finished Cuphead for the first time, I literally was like, fuck you, fuck you, dragon, fuck you, devil. Oh, the gameplay in that game is so good. It's so tight, but it's so hard. It's so good and so unforgiving. Freaking love that game. Absolutely love it. Just sweet. That's all I can say, sweet. So, Jessica, I say this with gritted teeth. Well done. Well done. Let me know how you've gone on since. Are we finishing it? Have you done it? Probably like, yeah, I did it. I've done everything. I've done the hard mode, done absolutely everything. I'm like, fucking nubbins. Uh, let me know how you got on, Jessica. Finally, Cat Rollo says, after over 20 years, I finally caught Celebrity in Pokemon Crystal. How the fuck have you done that? How? Can you even do that? Is it catchable? I'm going to Google. It is. I've got to Google. It's got. Sorry, I, I didn't even know you can. There we go. You can. But I imagine they've done it this way. It's not cheating. If you've been playing the recent version, I think it was on the 3DS, that's how you've played it because you needed a special item, uh, which was not available in my country. You could not get it in England. I think it was like a Japan thing. It was ridiculous. You need a GS ball. And you get the GS ball in the 3DS versions of it. You get that G, that ball, do some other shenanigans, legal shenanigans, um, and then you can go get a Celebi. So, well done, Cat. I've never had one legitimately. So, well done to you. And there we go. See, I, this is not always bad stuff. It's good stuff as well, and I praise it. It's good, isn't it? All right, I want to talk about some other praise stuff. It's going to be our celebration stuff. We talk about our celebration sector. Celebration Sector is where we basically, well, I like to basically highlight something special. Something magical that might have happened and just say congratulations. And I'm going to say a big happy birthday to my mother. My mother, the birth giver, is 70. She hit 70 yesterday. Um, and yes, that's what she is on my phone. She is called birth giver. Um, she is the birth giver. She hates that name, but so I just keep it up there. So people are like, where's your mum? Yeah, birth giver. Um, yeah, she had 70. She had a great day. I, I couldn't be there, unfortunately, because obviously I live in Australia. She lives in England. Uh, my other brother was there, so that was good. So she had all my aunties and uncles. My, my stepdad was there. So she had a really good day on a canal boat. They were just sailing away, having a great little time. So I do miss my family. I do miss them. I wish I could have been there. Um, sent messages, sent video messages from Hiccups. Um, which is really cute, and it was saying like, oh, she's like two nan nan blowing her kisses, which is really cute. So they get a bit emotional yesterday because obviously I miss my mum. I haven't seen her since last year. I see, I speak to her all the time, but still, you know, she's your mum. 
She does everything for me. She's been the biggest supporter of me. Um, can't really sit, you know, I can sit here and play some mum all day. And I might get mum on the show one day to talk about columns, which would be hilarious. But yeah, I've got a lot to, I owe my mum. I know people sometimes have great relationships and people don't have good relationships, but I've got a really good relationship with my mum. Uh, she's been the rock in my life. And I probably wouldn't be the person who I am today. And don't, if anyone says a dickhead, um, my mum has always been there for me, for me and my brother. And she's always been a great um, grandmother to baby hiccups. And yeah, hopefully I'll be back again soon to see her. So happy birthday, mum, if you are listening. And um, please ignore all the other foul content I said before. Um, yeah, because it's not my fault. It's their fault. It's the Patreon's fault. So yes, happy birthday, mum. Enjoy yourself. All right, okay, enough of the soppy stuff. Let's get into our Patreon, our final Patreon game, which we call Survive or Die. Hey, listen. Survive or Die is where each week we get two games, two characters, two franchises, and have them knelt in front of Mr. Jeffrey D. Morgan, who is standing there with Shao Kahn's hammer, and he is going to smash one of their brains in. Yes, one of them is going to survive, and one of them is going to die. And I have the answer in my head, but I want to hear what you guys are going to say. And considering we are talking about the game, Catherine, I was wondering what we're going to talk about here. And as there are two main female directions you can kind of go to i wanted to put them both on the pedestal so we've got Catherine with a c and who's basically the mistress and Catherine with a k who is the fiance and i am asking you guys i'm not going into any plot spoilers i'm trying not to do that but i'm just basically what do you guys want to do who would you want to have your brain splattered everywhere who do you want to survive so let's see what you guys said Chris Copleen says, All right, Danny, I'm going to avoid using spoilers as the right thing to do. Even though in my own playthrough, I wanted to do and did end up with Catherine with a K. She can die. Okay, fair enough. While C, Catherine with a C, we'll give C and K. While C just ain't my kind of woman, at least she tells you, at least she is what she tells you she is. The other one uses some really uncool, underhanded stuff to try and get what she wants. Uh Uh-uh, no way, get smashed. And not by the hammer, not... Oh, and by the hammer, not in the way the game is all about. Okay, I get it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Catherine with a K does some do some pretty nasty, gnarly shit. Uh, whereas Catherine C is pretty honest with what she is. I can get undertake that one. Keith Gasper says, First comment, welcome Keith. I should preface I haven't played this game before and even know the threat of getting the hammer or bat or whatever is threatening, you'll still be pounding one of these women with that I set off for fuck's sake. <sighs> with that, I like blondes, and I'm sure that's pizza in that picture. Yes, it is. It's pizza, it's cheese. So that's two for Catherine K getting killed, okay? Captain N says, I haven't played this. Off a fun- We're on an absolute roll here, aren't we? Um, or any of the game involving characters named Catherine or Catherine. However, a bitch of a girl when I was young was named Kathy with a C, so she can die along with this one. Fuck you, Kathy. Well, that wasn't the rules. You can't just bring up your past with a Kathy, and because Kathy was named with a C, you're taking out Kathy. No, no, I don't know what beef you had with Kathy, Captain N. And don't stop. Kathy could be a lovely. I bet she's an absolute bitch. I bet that I'm saying that she could be an absolute lovely bitch. I'm doing this for to protect my own self for legal reasons. But she could be lovely. I bet she's a cunt. Uh... 
Veggie's horrible. Oh, funny in it sometimes. But yeah, Captain N making his own rules up as usual. But I'll, I'll allow it. All right, in this piece, I'll allow it. So it's 2-1. Finally, Dave McGuinness says, I have no idea what's going on here. Oh, for fuck's sake. People. But I understand. I understand because this isn't a game which was kind of readily available and I was in the same boat because of its imagery. Kind of maybe think I shouldn't have been playing that game when in reality the imagery is not what you think it is. So please when you see the thumbnail think what is this show about? No, it's really not. But I am going to agree with the majority here and I'm going that I would rather kill Catherine K and keep alive Catherine C. And basically for the exact reasons Chris gave... Catherine C is pretty honest about what she is, whereas Catherine K does do some pretty gnarly shit, which I don't agree with, even if it was real life, whether it's game or real life. I'm like, nah, not against that. But oddly enough, I ended up with Catherine K. It's a weird one. It doesn't make any sense. Please understand when we get into this when we talk with Jake, what's going on. But yeah, that's kind of a weird one. So yeah, Catherine K, for the point of this video, you're getting your brain smashed in. Catherine C, you go on to live another life, probably, as the story would suggest. But thank you very much, guys, for writing in. I really do appreciate it. So what have I been up to? Ah, well, what have I not been up to? I have recently just recorded a few episodes. We've just recorded Marvel vs. Street Fighter with me and Raging Demon. And this morning, I recorded Wave Race with Chris. I had a great time doing that. Me and um, Raging Demon actually played Marvel vs. Street Fighter for nearly an hour on Fight K2. And had an absolute blast. So much fun. So, so much fun. Oh, my God. Um, but there is going to be an episode before that of X-Men vs. Street Fighter with Chris. That will be coming out shortly. And we just thought, ah, fuck it, we'll just do Marvel or Street Fighter. Let's just do that one while we've got the chance. Uh, what have I been playing? Um, Zelda. I'm Zelda. Just Zelda. And it's big. It's a big, big, big game. But it's interesting because you can do the puzzles how you want, which I kind of like. So that's quite good fun. I should also say is what I've been up to. I played footy yesterday, and I'm finally back in goal. Ugh. Oh, being a goalie again. Oh, my God. It's like, you know, when you get into a warm, comfy bed and you're just like, oh, I've missed you. That's how I felt. Oh, so happy. So happy. All right. We've been going on long enough. Let's just get your thoughts about Catherine before we get into the chat with me and Jake. Uh, Chris says, easily one of my favorite games in the PS3 360 generation. The plot is mature while not being overly serious and the characters relatable. I can put myself in Vincent's shoes and what he might be going through. The puzzles can suck ass for a while, but the story carries the day, and boy, does it. Highly recommend to any man over the age of 25 that isn't married, which is probably most of them. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. It is, it, again, Captain Chris's comment sums it up. It's not that type of game you think it's going to be. It's a very mature game. It's just the front box. Don't portray it. Captain N says, why on the picture you posted on Patreon is she taking a top off? I feel this is pure smut and I couldn't agree more. Exactly, there it is. That's the problem. You look at the front box and she's taking a top off and it looks, oh no, what is this? It's smutty. It's not though, it really isn't. It's not. Finally, Dave McGee says, I don't even know what this game is, but it's obviously nothing but pure smut. No, it's not. You told us all last week you were going to clean the smut up and now this. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Well, Dave... Listen to the episode. Then judge me. Then judge me. Shall we? Ugh. Right. We have been going along enough. I think it's time we get into the show. So let us play some music. 
And when we come back, me and Mr. Jake McCauley are going to be talking about Catherine, which released for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 in Europe on February the 10th, 2012. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning once more to the show is the ever-lovable, my good friend, Mr. Jake McCauley. How are you, my friend? Uh, very tired. Uh, <laughs> it's very late. It's 9pm here for me, which is so late, you know, for an old man like me who gets up at like 5 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I'm usually getting up at like half 4 and usually 9pm is bedtime wow. for me. So Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah you know how I feel. You're old as well. I'm old as well, yeah. The grey hairs... The grey hairs are here, and I don't have, like, that Joel look. I wish I did, um, yeah. but I do you not look, look like Joel. You look sexy with salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I, I might do, actually. Yeah, bring that. Let's, let's get, let's get yeah, me armed yeah. up, and let's see how I look. Now, this... Because we, we've, we've kind of plotted the next games we're going to do as well, and I think the next two games we're going to do are a bit, like, piss-takes more like, like anything else. But this game is possibly the most serious we've maybe ever been. When we talk about a game, considering this is episode yeah. 69, um, this is possibly <laughs> one of the most... Yeah, I thought that would work out quite well. Um, we're talking about Catherine. And it's an interesting one, more than anything. It's uh, Yes, it's it, people could argue, oh, it's got girls and sexy girls. But I think there's such a story in here like than anything else I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at it on the surface, I think... The, the way, because this game came out in, I believe it was 2010, right? Or around then? I yeah. Think. Yeah, so like a lot of games like Lollipop Chainsaw, there was stuff like that where they were just trying to sell it on the sort of um, the sex appeal. You, you wouldn't really get away with that now. Like, you know, Bayonetta was just coming out back then as well. And uh, this game isn't like those games at all. It just, no. it presents itself as such, I would say. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I had this chat with the missus with the queen yesterday, and I said, mm. right, if I bought this game back home back in the day, you would have gone, what the absolute fuck is this? Do not tell me this is a serious video game considering the front cover of this yeah. box. Because even I, I knew, I thought it was like a... A, a porn game? A porn game. I, I did. Yeah. For years, I thought it was... I didn't realise it was made by Atlas. I thought, this is just a porn game just by looking mm. at the front. That's what it is. It has to be. Because yeah, that is one of... Yeah, I mean, when I, when I mentioned it to you, I do remember you saying, what, that game? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, because I was a bit yeah. like, what the fooky fook? Um, but, yeah, we you know, I eventually... Okay, let's look past... Don't judge a book by its cover. This is one of the prime examples of that phrase. And you realise that it is possibly a very... Well, it, it, it's a game where I think multiple playthroughs are required, but I think at different parts of your life. I don't think there's many games like that where you can say that. No, yeah, because yeah, I got completely different things out. Like, I, I think you saw the video I did on it, which, is, which yes. isn't out yet. But yeah, I got completely different messages from this game depending on when I played it. Because I played this when it came out when I was like, God, I must have been... Actually, I think I didn't think I played it when it just came out, but I think I played it when I was like 18, 19, when I was just, you know, buying games I'd missed. And um, 
Yeah, I took it in a completely different way. Because I played it when I was 18, when I was in my mid-20s, and I played it now. And you just... you Depending on where you are in life, each... Because there's, there's a couple different endings, and, like, you know, you can be satisfied with the different endings depending on how you're feeling about life at the time, I think, yeah. But we, obviously, we don't want to spoil that yet. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, like, I should warn you now, there are going to be spoilers in this. There are going to be huge oh, yeah, spoilers. We have to, because that, that's the whole yeah. point. But this is essentially, it's a game about this character called Vincent, who's 32 years old, and Same he... Same as me now. <laughs> is it, yeah, well, yeah, you're, I'm 36, I think I feel. Oh, yeah. and I was 32 yesterday. Oh, he was, he was. And I didn't even realise, because Facebook didn't tell me. Thanks, Facebook. Well, happy birthday, Jake. Happy that's birthday, right. my friend. This is my um, birthday present. <laughs> this is my birthday present. Um, now, it basically, Jake... Sorry, Jake. Yeah, Jake doesn't want to do this. Yeah, right? Vincent. Jake. Vincent doesn't want to face adulthood. Basically, he's been yeah. in a long-term relationship with his girlfriend Catherine. Catherine with a K. Um, and or Catherine K. We'll just call her Catherine K. Yeah. And he doesn't want to basically get you know he, he wants to doesn't want to settle down. Where she does, she does want to settle down. She's a really good job, but that kind of makes sense for her because she's thirty-two. She wants to get to the next stage in her life. And they basically, they have a little bit of a tiff, whatever, and then she goes off, and then all of a sudden, Catherine with a, Catherine C turns up, who is this 22-year-old, blonde, hypersexualized lady who speaks to Vincent in the bar, and they end up having sex and having an affair. And then, so that's basically, he's done the dirty, and then he starts yeah. going into these nightmares, um, and... Basically, that's from from that day he starts having nightmares, and yeah, then the story kind of evolves from there. Like he must solve these nightmares, or he will die. And it, and they're yeah, the puzzles. That's the gameplay. That's the gameplay element. Is the puzzles? Well, that's part of the gameplay, I should say, because there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. Is like you know, I've never done it. I've been a good boy. I've never cheated on the missus on the queen. But some people mm. will already relate to that fact. Where, oh fudge, yeah, I've been in a big relationship and I've cheated. But I guarantee there are plenty of people in this world who are at that stage in their 30s that just don't want to settle down. Especially, I suppose, nowadays, like when we, you know, we're not like what we were in like the 50s, 60s. You know, this generation is kind of like big, big kids, I should say. Mm, yeah, but the thing is, like, this, this game kind of preempted that as well. Because, well, I think it's because Japan was, you know, maybe a decade ahead of us on this because they had yeah. the birth rate problem that, you know, people weren't settling down and having families before us. And, um, yeah, I, I had, I have felt the same way as Vincent, but not now. Not because I'm the same age as he is in the game now. But I felt this when I was, like, in my mid-20s because I was in a long-term relationship. I never cheated on her, but um, mm. I did cheat when I was younger, but that was when I was, like, you know, fucking... 18, 19, mm. <laughs> young dickhead. But I never cheated on her. But yeah, she always wanted to have kids and settle down proper. But it's like, I never had any money. And, you know, I didn't really love her that much. <laughs> as, as much as it's sad to admit. But um, but yeah, like, I relate to it in that. It's just like, but, the, but yeah, but that's how I felt when I was in my 20s and yeah. you know, an 18-year-old. But now I'm looking at it and I'm just going, Vincent, just fucking grow up. You know, grow a pair, become, be a man. Yeah, be a man. This is what you got to do. Or get rid of it, or let, her, or you know, let her go if if that's not what you want. But it's like, you know, you got you got a man up. That's that's how I felt when I was playing it. Because I I want that for myself. 
Yeah. Which I haven't yet. Which, but the thing is, like, men, we can put off stuff later. And women can't because, you know. You no, know, they can't. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a biological That's why fact. it's because they're both 32. And it's like, you get where, like, when I played this game as a, as a teenager in, you know, my 20s, I thought, oh, oh, Catherine, his girlfriend, Catherine with a K, oh, she's such a bitch. Oh, like trying to control him. It's like, no, she's making completely valid points. He spends yeah, yeah, all his money is. out drinking. They've been together, like, what was it, eight years, and they've not yeah. moved in together. And, um, yeah, and he's not committing and doing stuff. And it's like, I did exactly the same things to the, to the girl in my 20s. We did live together, but, we, yeah, she always wanted kids. We never did it. And, yeah. yeah, I used to just spend my money. I used to just go out drinking all the fucking time and spend my money on shit I shouldn't have. And the like, thing. Well, why he, why he, wouldn't she be annoyed with that, you know? Yeah. And he just wants to stay in this zone, doesn't he? That, that's what Vincent is. He just wants to stay. For the rest of his life, yeah. For the rest of his life. But we can't do that. Sadly, we you know we can't as adults do that. We need to make it a point in our lives where we just go. Right, we we need to go forward, or you know, because we, we life hits us. And the thing is, with with yeah. well, I suppose we should go. Yeah, there's, there's there's so many big themes in this because in most like video games where you know they talk about how you reach adulthood, and adulthood is about um, you know, oh, the, you you learn like the the world is always you know not as nice as you know you thought it was and you grow up because mm. of the hardships of this well this game doesn't do it like that. that's how it's normally portrayed in films and anything else but this is about yeah. you grow up because you get responsibility that's what this game's about which is like wow mm. no 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 form of media has ever well they probably have but no video games ever tackled this i don't think like this and i was no, like because i usually demonize um <laughs> a lot of media like demonizes settling down and having a family but it's like it's quite interesting to see something Especially in a country where that doesn't happen even less than here. Just yeah. sort of saying that. But, but the, the good thing about the game is, because there's multiple endings, in many ways, it's like I was saying, you can take what you want out of it. But, like, you can... Vincent, in the end, can be happy in pretty much whatever scenario you pick. But we're not going to ruin the endings yet. We'll do that later. But Yeah, <laughs> because... So how the basically the game works is... So... When Vincent, um, there's daytime sections and there's nighttime sections. So the daytime sections, you're free to you go, you go to the bar and you basically you get to speak to all the patrons of the bar, which is quite good fun. Um, mm-hmm. you, because you get to basically have your own mates, which is which is interesting. You get to find all about the different stories and who you talk to, like will impact the actual story. It impacts yeah. like their fate as well, which is which is interesting. And then like some you, people can die. Like some yeah, people, some if people... you don't talk to them enough, they can die. But that, that's the other thing I love about this game. Like the, um, it's just so because it's obviously an Atlas team game, so it's like it, it's so fucking stylish. Like even when you watch the intro bit, it just kind of comes off like if they if Atlas made their own sort of Twilight Zone episode. That's yeah, kind of what it feels like. You know, it's got that kind of vibe. Like um, you know, where they, they even have the, the narrator like they do in Twilight Zone, where they've got the um. The woman from the beginning with the giant afro. Oh, the big afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is just fucking weird, but it's meant to be like a horror show sort of narrator kind of thing. Just Yeah, it's just a- such a stylish game. And it's like, you can really tell because like this game was between Persona 4 and Persona 5. So this whole game was them test running the engine for Persona 5. And you can really tell because it looks like pretty much the same as Persona 5. Yeah, yeah, you can. It yeah. is exactly the same. And it has the same um, 
the, that's the the core. The, the other thing about this game is like I'd never played a Persona game, but I, I played this before. I'd played a Persona game, and when you go back to it after playing Persona games, you realize that this game is just like them going right. We're going to take the the structure of a Persona game, and we're going to replace the JRPG dungeons with a puzzle set puzzle sections instead. That's yeah, they do. What they did. This but it essentially works what because, they did. It, it does because their gameplay formula works so well. The Atlas one, the um, well, Persona team, that they have that what what I like to call the hot and cold gameplay sort of thing. Where you know, in Persona, you've got the school life simulation bit, and then you've got like the JRPG dungeons, and it's yeah, exactly like this. But that's what makes it so compelling because it's like you're going from mental to you get a little you know bit more story, bit of chill, going mental, men, you know, chill, and it just it just it sucks you in. Yeah, it does suck you in. Like, like I love like, just chatting to my mates because you've got your three best mates. You got yep. like Orlando, who's your best friend, which but is, he's very which is he's bitter. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I mean because he's a cheeky git. Did you just I say he's guess... me? You cheeky because he's because he's a cheeky git. Yeah, yeah, because he fuck off. Uh, you learn, you learn out. From oh, the no, he's more why. like me with the bitterness. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. You find out later why he becomes bitter as you go through. You got Johnny, who's yeah. like quite closed off. Um, and then he opens up as the game goes on. But then you've got also Toby, who's the young guy, but he kind of doesn't get like this stuff of adults because he's a lot younger, um, yeah. which is interesting. But what when you go, um, you also have like text messages you can reply to people, and your answers that you give again is probably reflecting on how you would act of the age, and that affects like your morality. And this is how you get to your endings: is your morality, fig- your morality system, yeah. whether it's um you know on the order side the chaos side or pretty much in the in the medium um and then when you go into the dream section you start having these bad nightmares and we get into the gameplay in momentarily but basically you get you go into these into these dreams where you've got to do these puzzles to survive and it's all sheep themed because the bar what's it called the what's the bar called the the stray Stray sheep sheep. very very clever because you're a stray human, I was like, "That's very clever." And there's a, there's a good pun on that with the uh, main villain as well. Mutton, mutton. Yeah, Thomas Mutton. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas Mutton. Um, yeah. And it's so all on the you, nose. I love it. You basically you got to get through these um, challenges, but then there's always a boss mode as well, and the boss sometimes reflect like a big inner conflict that's going on with Vincent's life. So at one point he thinks Catherine thinks she's pregnant. Catherine with a K thinks she's pregnant, and uh, suddenly a baby is the boss and he's like trying yeah. to manage that because he's like doesn't know what to do but yeah. as the story like progresses with the, with the big baby is it Resi yeah. 7 the one, or was it Resi no, no I don't it was know Resi, it was, it's still the one with the big tit lady I mean, I'd never played it but I remember oh Resi, Resi 7. 7 Resi 7 yeah, but yeah there's like a village. giant fucking um, there's like a giant um, new, like mutated dead baby that chases you around a hallway or something standard it's very standard resident yeah, standard Resident Evil, but so oh, yeah. we we'll, said we'll get through how the gameplay works. But once he gets through these puzzles, basically Vincent starts like learning more about what's going on, and he ends the affair with Catherine C because he can't cope. He tries to, yeah, he <laughs> tries to, but it ends up that um, there's like a whole dream sequence, a dream sequence where Catherine K ends up killing Catherine C, but it's all a dream. Blah 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 blah. But she guesses that there's infidelity and yeah vincent comes clean she ends up breaking up with him and then basically after that 
you, Vincent kind of starts working out that, hang on, there's something not right here. And he figures out that this bar is actually a pretense to attracting all people who are kind of lost off their path. And mostly men, because there's been these mysterious murders, which is like, oh, I wonder if that's going to play a part. And it turns yeah. out that Catherine with this, Catherine C., the young 22-year-old blonde hottie, is a succubus. I was like, well, yeah. this, just, this just took a jump. And she's basically there to entice men away from who don't want to take responsibility. And the barman is basically the one who does the killing. And he basically reaps the rewards of what Catherine sows. So Vincent challenges him to basically one final battle and to one final boss. And he says, right, I'll do, if I beat you, you free all men. And then depending on what has gone on, because you also will decide your ending because you have confessional booths and they're the main things which dictate where you're going to go at the endings. Am I right? Yeah, there's... um. Yeah, when you're sending texts and stuff, you get the. It's like a. It's it's literally this game is so sort of mid to tens, like mid two thousands to tens, because it yes, like, it literally has a morality system. Every game back then had a morality system, and to be fair, I do kind of miss morality systems because obviously, um, like in this game, they do it quite well. I'd say because it's not just binary. Oh, be Jesus or be Hitler, which was what a lot of the. Uh, like Bioware, like old yeah. Bioware games. It's like, you're either going to be like the nicest man ever or you're just going to be like, I just killed the orphanage. <laughs> this game does it. <laughs> Burn orphanage. Does it kind of right. Yeah, it does kind of right. Like, yeah, like literally Mass Effect where it's like you punch the um, the uh, journalist lady. <laughs> That's the, just... the bad option. You can punch her in the face, which is pretty based to be fair. But in this one, like they, when you get to your confessional booth, like the, one of the first questions was like, "Does marriage, does life end when you get married?" Yes, no, mm. and there's no middle ground because people could argue, well, "Yeah, there's a middle, there's may do, but in some ways it improves it." But it's like, yes, no, and again, yeah. these are like one of them is like, "Would you have sex with a ghost?" And it's like, you know, if it's a sexy ghost, also like, no, 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 no sex with ghosts, and. Again, your answers are going to depend on where I think you are in life. Like, how but I it answer... Also tells you, it has that thing, like Telltale, where it tells you um, who, how many people picked which answer. Which is yes. Kind of fun as well. I like it, that. It, that's a nice little feature. That's a nice little touch. You know, but again, if I had played in my 20s and played in my 30s, I'm going to get different, I'm going to get different responses. And... Oh, yeah, God, I went with all the... Oh, marriage is... I never want to do that stupid. Why would I want to have kids? I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing. People yeah. would would could say that, and I think this is the thing. Vincent, you know, you, you technically you might want the best for Vincent, but it's very easy for you to role play and put yourself in Vincent's yeah. role, and you start thinking, well, what does Vincent want? But you start thinking, actually, no, what do you want? And mm. I think that does dictate where you go because there are the, the three endings are either he get, he stays with Catherine K, marries her. He stay. He get. He gets with Catherine C, marries or gets with her, or goes single. They're the. They're the three yeah. directions, and then there's better versions of each one, which are some of them are hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was say you're missing the trick there with the the, the Catherine C one. That one's yeah, fucking hilarious. So <laughs> the, the Catherine C one, right? So there, there's one where he's like, "I'm a demon. You know, I'm a demon. We can't be together." He's like, "No, I love you." And then the. De- 
her dad turns up like what's yeah, this yeah. at the bar like, basically he asks to marry her and then yeah. Yeah, yeah her dad the devil turns up and turns he, up he comes he, up from the I floor i want to marry and, your daughter and he just goes what the 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 um, vincent just goes what the fuck and then she goes myself. i love him daddy <laughs> i love him daddy no daughter of mine loving a human um but there's like a best ending and the best ending is that she he ends up moving to the to basically hell, hell. Uh, as an apartment in hell and then within a few weeks he's suddenly become a demon himself um, oh you didn't talk about the best bit where they're banging in in that apartment in hell oh they are and, and thomas Martin next to them? is sitting there watching and he's like don't worry about him he's just watching and then she oh, goes oh it's always them? fun when someone's watching i was like is it yeah and then he becomes a demon himself and becomes the uber chad of hell and he has a harem of demon girls and all these sucky bosses his bitch yeah, yeah he makes Satan, Satan his bitch yeah he has I was like and that's he's in like, a few I'm weeks your daughter and he's like oh yes you are yeah on he's top like, of him on top of him banging his daughter <laughs> amazing it's like what the fuck Japan like, is incredibly based. <laughs> again, if if somebody watched that, imagine if I had that end. I didn't get that ending, but imagine if I got that yeah. ending and the missus walked in and be like, "Uh, it's, it's a game. I yeah. swear, it's a game." Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> See the ones like, like he's so hot. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, I quite like I quite like the normal ending in a way because I got the normal ending when I played it um, when I was younger. The normal ending's like he, him, and Catherine break up. Which I feel like in many, in some ways, they're kind of not that compatible. But yeah, but you know, yeah. But um, basically, he breaks up of her, and then he um, asks Martin if he can have a loan. And yes, Martin is actually poor. Uh, we actually didn't explain who Thomas Martin was. We, we should explain that. He's a she's a god. He's a demon. His shepherds he, he lonely also, men. Yeah, but the, yeah, but he was um, uh, back in the day. He was cheating on his wife as well. And then he had to climb the tower himself, and he beat the tower. Him, he was the last person to beat the tower. And then because yeah. he beat the tower, they made him. He, um, you get a wish if you beat the tower, which is what Vincent's trying to do. And he wished to be, you know, powerful, whatever. So they made him this god that controls this game, and it's yeah. his job to weed out men who um, don't who want to get aren't married. Going to produce. We were going to. Get, we might as well get into it now, but. He's basically, yeah, who won't get married and commit and have kids because, like, the whole game is basically a commentary on the declining birth rate of Japan. Yeah. That's what the whole game is about. That's what the guy who made it, you know, said it was about. And you can, yeah, tell when you play it. And a lot, in a lot of ways, the game has no judgments about how you wish to end the game. No, it doesn't, it doesn't really it judge doesn't... because all the endings, Vincent is generally happy. happy. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, anyway, yeah, with the the normal end, he, t- he anyway, he gets a loan off a of mutton. He's like, "Oh, give me loads of a hundred thousand." He's like, "Oh, I, I can't give you that. I've only got like a grand." So he lends him a grand, and he has to pay it back. <laughs> so he borrows yeah. a grand off of him, and then bets it on a female wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> so they watch the free, and then he wins the bet and wins like a hundred grand or something, and then he goes to space. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> and it turns into Cowboy Bebop. It turns into Cowboy Bebop. Like yeah, it turns into Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I love it. It's a great ending, and he's happy because he looks like Spike, and it's the same voice actor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it turns into Cowboy it's Bebop. Not the same. It's not the same. I got. Oh no, it's the Japanese. It's the same. Oh, is it? Oh, is that? Yeah, because the English one, it's um, it's the guy who plays Ben Ten. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, uh, the Japanese Yuri, one's the same voice Yuri, actor. 
what's his name? Yuri Lowenfall, because he's in... Because all the voice actors in this one are ones that were in Persona games as well. So it's like yeah, all, it's like an all-star Persona cast. They've done they, that. That that voice cast has done so much. Like I recognise the voices. Well, again, the guy who does yeah. um, Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah. The guy does Vin- a lot Vincent. Of them are in that. The guy does Vincent's Joel from The Last of Us. Yeah, Yuri. Yeah, yeah, Yuri Lowenfall. No, it's Yuri Lowenfall it, doing. Um, it's, uh, it's, doing whatever his name is. I was like, that is it's so cool when you stuff like that. But yeah, Vincent's I'm happy. Sure it's Yuri Lowenfall. Because it's the Troy guy Baker. who plays Kanji. It's Troy is it, Baker. Is it? Yeah, Oh, wait, no, Troy I thought Baker. it was Yuri Lowenfall. Are you sure? Nah, Troy, Troy Baker. I thought it was the guy Vincent. who played uh, Spike. Is it? Yeah, that, that Louis, L- Lori, Yuri might be for um, Spike, but not for Troy Baker does Joel and he does Vincent. No, I'm pretty sure it's Yuri Lowenfall. Wait, Google. Wait, we got a fact. We got a fact. I'm fact-checking this. And uh, I swear it's Yuri Lowenfall because they use all the same voice actors for Persona 4. He's got a guy plays Kanji. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. It is Troy yeah, Baker. Yeah, I love that bitch. I love maybe, that. Or maybe... Oh, wait. Maybe he does play... Maybe he does play Kanji. Sounds just like Kanji. Wow. Okay. What if... So, what have you done? What what stuff know, have I you felt, done? I fucked up. I've done everything, basically. When you've oh, got yeah, your no, own he's, film... in, he's in every game. I didn't when know. When you've got your own film... I always thought it was him. Mm. When you, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a lot of... School me that. Anyway, what was that? But yeah, and I'll do. Yeah, go. And then the happy ending is just Vincent gets married and has kids, and that's it. But it's, that's it's what nice. I got. It's, I got the happy ending. ending. I yeah, got so the happy I, ending. I, I didn't when I was a kid because I was like, this Catherine, she's a bitch. She's always nagging him. Yeah, I can imagine that. But like, I, I, I'm at the time like, oh yeah, I have a kid. Yeah. I have you know baby hiccups. I have yeah. a wife. So yeah, I was always gonna go down that route. I think. Um, I want yeah, I, I want kids and stuff now, but I didn't when I when I was younger. But I think for some people, they could look at this and go, you know, you could have been in a marriage for a long time or you know relationship, and then go, oh, you. Know, but what if you know a Catherine yeah. C turned up, and you had the the grass is greener on the other side, isn't it? You know, maybe yeah. my life would be better if I was single. Maybe it'd be better if I was with a twenty two year old young hottie. You know, it wouldn't you, be. You well. <laughs> The thing, the thing is, like the thing is with with Catherine with a C, there was a lot of controversy over her specifically because yeah. she was hypersexualized. The box cover was hypersexualized. Yeah. Like I don't think depends, many games. Pardon? Depends because um, I think the American version has um, other Catherine on it. Yeah, the, the other one has other Catherine. Catherine. Yeah, yeah she has our Catherine one the... had the girl on it. I don't know about. Had... I think it's the American one had, uh, or it might have been. Oh, you know what it was? It was the 360 one had her one of them on it, and then the PS3 one had the the alternative cover. PS3 had the yeah, I'm taking my cause... top off. I was like, holy mm-hmm. fudge! I was like, whoa. Yeah, I've got it over there somewhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Somewhere. But the thing is, right? So. I, because she's a succubus. That's that. Like everything this, in the game is done for a reason. Is done for a reason. And I've, you know, had it just been right, had it just been some twenty-two-year-old he'd met in a bar that was human, I'd say, okay, look, you've got a point here. You're just really sexualizing someone. But the whole point is that she is a succubus, so she's meant to be the hottest thing, or to be the most desirable thing in a in a in a man's eyes or in a woman's eyes if it was the other way around. Because it's nothing to say she, yeah. it couldn't be a male. But the point I know, is... But it's, it's his. That's his. It's his. That's the whole his. Point, the whole point. Yeah, yeah. The whole point of it is... Um, it's quite interesting because during the course of the game, there's actually another person who's seeing Catherine at the same time. And he sees something completely different because he's into 
different stuff. I can't remember the guy's name, but he rings him on the... There's a point in the middle where he thinks she has a boyfriend because uh, a guy's ringing her going, you've been seeing my Catherine. And then when you know they start talking and that, and then they slowly realise they're talking about two different women because they don't look the same. But it's because they are seeing the same woman, but yeah. you only see what you want to see in her. Yeah, and that's like, the thing. Uh, like... like that episode of Red Dwarf, Camille. Yeah, the giant it, it, blob. Yeah, <laughs> and this is the thing. Like, I'd argue. I, me and the missus always joke about you know who if you if you could sleep with a celebrity, argument's sake. And I always always say yeah. Emma Stone. Um, like yeah, if Emma right, St- yeah. <laughs> if Emma Stone turned up, you know, in like the most seductive clothes ever, you, your head's gonna be. That's what you 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 know. I'm not you know saying mm, that's yeah. the, well, that's the, the male desire. It, yeah. That's the whole point of the sexuality is because it's meant to be the ultimate thing and if women are listening to yeah. this going is my point women are listening to this going oh that's so sexist let's re- let's reverse uno it I said you could be you know who's the hottest man you'd ever see in Ima- you've ever wanted imagine jason they momoa. then walk into pardon yeah jason momoa jason momoa oh, okay yeah jason momoa yeah aquaman basically walks, walks in, in yeah. looking as sexualized as anything no that's what you'd <laughs> see right with barely yeah, any clothes exactly, yeah. on. That's what you're going to see. And that's how it's meant to be. So the thing is, I I, I do think when I read that they, when they promoted it in UK, they did it at a strip club. I was like, no, that, that's not the point gives, of this. That That's not the point. Well, obviously, the people who um, promoted it didn't actually play it. Or they don't no. know what it's, what it's actually. Yeah, but it's like this game does have something to say. Something to say. And I feel like the... Um, I, I really like the good ending. I think it is the best ending, I think, because you you feel like it's, it, it it turns into a proper, like, he finally realises that he has to grow up. And it's like the kind of thing all of us men do go through at different points. A lot Guaranteed. of the time when you have a kid. But I haven't had a kid, but like even I have come to this conclusion. But I, f- I find it more um, uplifting when he... Because when you do it... When you're trying to go for the good ending, Vincent is essentially doing these nightmares because he's because basically at the point you know Catherine dumps him he's doing his mm. nightmares fighting because he finally realizes that's what he wants out of life he just wants to settle down and have a family but he has to go through this to realize that's what he wants yeah it's when true when he loses her because he doesn't know how much she she means to him until you know he's the end. lost it but you know, most people can you, you have, they always have those thoughts like, oh, is this what I want? You know, I, um, is the grass greener on the other side? And you know, that's what special- the tower is. The tower represents him growing up. That's yeah. what it is like, re- embracing the fact that he needs to grow up. And it it's is quite interesting because the one of my favorite things about this game is that it's not. You would assume that everyone that is going, well, we haven't really explained it probably, but like uh, basically all the men in the pub are having these dreams as well. And it's not necessarily just cheaters. It's just, I don't know, because most of them, it's they won't commit, most of them. But there is a couple where they have trauma and they won't move on from something. Like, there's a, a cop called Morgan, which you meet throughout the course of the game, big fat fella. And I love him. He's a great character, right? And the first time you sit down with him, he goes, you're talking to him about, because basically... The whole premise of the game is that there's been these case of mysterious murders, which well not murders, deaths, where young men are completely they just die in their sleep and they're like you know emaciated and they look horrible and obviously it's the dreams that are killing them, which is like in any you know fucking persona game it's the same sort of you know mm. super supernatural murder kind of angle you like that they usually go for, 
But like he's trying to investigate the murders of this cop called Morgan, who is also in the dreams. And like you, like when you're in the dreams, everyone but you looks like sheep. And you slowly figure out through the course of the game that all the other sheep are people from the bar. You can tell by, you know, what they're wearing and the voices. And then like everyone slowly figures out that, oh shit, I remember you from the bar or whatever. Yeah. No one ever remembers. But yeah, but the cop. The first time you sit down with him, you're investigating the murders because you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And he just goes, I killed my wife. And you're like, what? And you just... And then he stops. You stop talking to him. And then you want to talk to him again because you want to go, what the fuck? Why? How, what? What did you mean he killed his wife? What? Yeah. And then you like talk to him again. And he's like, he didn't actually kill his wife. Um, he was chasing a criminal and the criminal killed his wife to get at him. And he blames himself still to this day. And he... And I think the reason he's in the dreams is because he can't move on from his wife dying. Yeah, and he can't. He, it's, he can't. It's all he's these done. people. Yeah, he he wants to die basically because he wants to kill him. He, uh, he's talking about killing himself. It's like some really heavy stuff in the game, and you feel yeah. really horrible for him. It's like yeah, his wife got murdered because of him, and he and he can't get over it, right? And then as you go through the game, his story, like you know, he's trying to go for it, like Vincent. And but his thing to overcome is not growing up. He's already done that. What he wants is he's trying to figure out how he can move on with his life. And he finally resides to not kill himself. And he's gonna catch the guy who did it. Not because he was gonna saying that he wanted to kill the guy who killed his wife instead of arresting him or whatever. And he said, "No, I'm gonna arrest him." And because he was talking about killing him, then killing himself. <laughs> but now, just... like at the end, he's like, "It's just it's heavy stuff." And he's like. But now I'm just going to find him. and you, know, you, you give him the strength to carry on. Because Vincent, through the course of the game, gives all these stray sheep a reason to live. And like, it's, it's really uplifting because it's, it's just a very motivational kind of story. And you, you get to know that Vincent is like actually a quite a nice character. And it's like he just wants to help everyone get out of this situation. And there's other people like um, there's the journalist character, which I have a, like, quite a love for. I did initially hate him because he's a journalist, but you know I got over it eventually. <laughs> yeah, and this Since is the he's thing. a journalist. You can't like it, but like he, his problem is this, almost the same as Vincent's. He, his one's quite sad as well. It's like he, he's a journalist and he doesn't want to be a journalist anymore because he wrote these uplifting articles about this girl who was going to become a ballerina, and um, she was really talented, and his story got loads of popularity and helped her get you know big in that. But then all the other, you know, up and coming ball- ballerinas or something didn't like this. And then it led to her getting slandered saying, oh, you're just because you got helped by the media. And then it led to her and her getting murdered or something. Yeah. And then he blames himself for that. And because of that, he can't do his job. And he's drinking himself to death every night. And he won't settle down with his woman because he, you know, he feels like he can't because he feels like a piece of shit. And that's another one where it, like his stories, he has to go, over, you know. So a lot of characters trying to get over trauma. It almost feels like like the pub part in the game. So it's like, you know, the, the chill part where you walk around the pub, you you drink drinks and um, Vincent gets drunk after two pints, which is, you know, what a fucking lightweight. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. The, Very that, much that's the amazing so. Thing about the game. That's the amazing thing about the game, that beer is a mechanic in the game. Like, if you drink more beer and get more drunk in the daytime section... You can run faster in in, in the the puzzle sections, yeah. which is an amazing mechanic. But yeah, like the, I think the little things are what 
stick with me with this game and make me love it even more. Just the all the characters around you, like um, his friend Johnny, which is also very interesting because Johnny is one of his best friends, but he has a thing for Catherine, his what you know, his missus. Yeah, and you you don't find out till the end. You sort of only find out from in the dream world that he wants her. And um, he tells you after he made a fucking pass on her after you two broke up, but she turned him down. But yeah, that's, yeah, and there's um, and then also you know Orlando, you find out went through a really messy divorce because throughout throughout the game he does talk like he hates women, which I can yeah. vibe with. <laughs> I yeah. do vibe with, it and uh, but yeah, um, and um, but you find out because he had a company that went bust, and his woman left him because he, now he didn't have any money. And now he just fucking hates women. <laughs> but, you know, you help him get over it. That's another thing that happens. Also, can... there is one controversial thing we do need to talk about when we're talking about all the characters. Uh, did you know about the, the waitress? No. Oh, yeah, she's oh. transgender. <laughs> yeah, but they, yeah. they don't really... Yeah, they don't really... Um, yeah, because it's more of a Japan thing, and they kind of put it in as a joke that... Um, Toby, the young guy, is always trying to sleep with the waitress, and uh, yeah. he doesn't know she's transgender or something. But then they end up getting together anyway. But yeah, there was a lot of controversy about that, even even at the time. And we ate, this game I got re-released, oh, like remade. Don't. Yeah, and um, yeah, they yeah. added in a genderless alien. Yeah, a genderless alien. Yeah, yeah. And um, Johnny punches Vincent in the face because he thinks he's gay now, which is also a thing that happens in the remake. <laughs> Oh, it, which it, uh, uh, got a lot of controversy at the time, but yeah, I don't it, think he's punching him because he thinks he's gay. He's punching it because he fancies his woman and he's cheating on her with a I yeah, don't know. It, it's a, <laughs> with, with a, a genderless alien. Leave that with Japan. Leave that. That is a Japan thing. Let them. Let them. Um, have it. <laughs> now the game itself was it the, the 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 puzzles essentially. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. we didn't talk about that. We we, yeah. we got too into the weeds because that's Cause the, there's, the, 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 the weed, to talk, there's so much to talk there's, about. It's a, um, up, up, uh, you know, and you can't. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a basically you got to pull these blocks, climb these blocks, and it, it's hard. It's a hard puzzle game. Like I put it on the easiest setting because it's freaking balls hard. Even the Japanese are struggling with this. And yeah, basically you, when it when they when they demoed this game uh, in the West, they um, actually before release added in the easy mode because people moaned that it was too hard. In the yeah, game. it was. It was so hard. And it is. It is. I play it on easy and. Still, sometimes you get stuck near the end of the game because it's like I I had to look up solutions even on easy mode because it's it's fucking difficult and they add more mechanics as you go. But the thing is, even though it's hard as shit and I suck at it, it's still quite fun. You get in like a really kind of hypnotic rhythm as you're like you know you have to pull you get, it. Yeah, basically you've you, just got to push and pull blocks. That's the whole game. You, you're going up a tower and you push and pull blocks. That's the whole game. And that's the whole game. But you haven't got... You can't do like a trial and error like Zelda. You've got to go, 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 no. go because the blocks yeah, because are falling the, um, apart. Towers constantly. Yeah, because yeah, Again, cool. that's life. You can't just sit still. You've got to move. And that's all the probably you yeah. can get that. It's all a metaphor. That's probably it, another metaphor there. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it you is. have to keep going forward. And then they, they yeah, invent... Or you die. Keep going forward or you die. Bikes, they invite you know, ants that can come after you, loads of different things that can come after you, like bosses, and it's a yeah. hard as shit puzzle game, but I did, I, look, I did the puzzles eventually, because I just wanted to get to the story, that's all I wanted to get to, back to the story. 
Yeah, it, there's, yeah that's, that's how it was. And that, that's how it was for me. And it's very rare I'm like that with a game, but I was like, ah, fuck, I just want to get back onto the game. I just want to get back into the story. I want to find out what's going on. I want to, I want to go on. I want to keep doing it because it was so much fun and it was so much. And it's very rare that I'm ever like that with a story in a game. Very yeah, rare. It is. It, it feels like, like an anime movie from like the 90s. It feels like a 90s anime movie. Yes. Like yes. a weird supernatural movie. Yeah, like I said, it, it has that vibe of literally, you know, just like that 90s anime kind of style. And it even has those little cutscenes that kind of look, um, yeah, like the early sort of 2000s, late 90s anime. It yeah. reminds me of like the, the, just the style of it, not the actual thing, but like Trigun or something. Or, yeah, oh, or the yeah. Or yeah. It does. Kind of reminds me of that kind of, it has that kind of, the the script and that has that kind of same vibe, like a bit silly, but yeah. also serious at times. Now I've got a little like, bit. Of... Um, what was it like? Bleach kind of reminds me of something like that. Where a it's bit like, like kind of eh, same kind of you... silly vibe. Yeah, you can have bleach. Now I've got a bit of a treat for you. Now I know we were talking earlier cool. about the um, the sexualized stuff. Um, oh yeah. About Catherine and that you know it, it, we're we're only men. We're just men. You know how dare we talk about men? And now I've managed to get a guest who represents all oh, women, man. Lindsay, uh, who's been on the show a few times. Now, she is going to give her opinion as the representative of all women. I'm letting yeah. her have her say. So I'm just going to play this little audio clip, and then we can yeah. comment on what we think of Lindsay's point. As the representative of all women, we'll have to make this very clear. So I'm going to play this clip now. Thank you for reaching out to me, the ambassador for the International Convergence of Women's Perspective. As I speak for all women, with no varying opinions analyzed nor accepted, I can say with great confidence that we accept Catherine as social commentary on gynophobia. The game does a fantastic job of highlighting the fear of women, and the bossy girlfriend trope versus the slutty side chick trope just fuels the cowardly, immature loser trope that Vincent is thrust into. The ingenious puzzle gameplay and art style allow the player to be passively sexist as a means to beat the game, which they have probably already been doing in their real life for a long time anyway. The game is more obviously sexist to both men and women in the way infidelity is portrayed, but I believe it's more rage bait than it is actual commentary. It's a wonder what these two women find so attractive in Vincent, until we remember that it isn't the man's job to be attractive anyway. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Lindsay's coming. <laughs> oh, Lindsay, I hope to God you've not I mean, been yeah, listening I mean, to I'm, what... I'm, Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> do you want to listen to what the hell we did? Now, I'm, I'm, so, yeah, I mean, she's, I think, she's, it's, I, think Catherine, I think Catherine's pretty balanced in terms of I, what it's saying about men and women and relationships, but I think it's from it's a very though. Japanese perspective. It's from a very Japanese perspective. I think she's great though. The sense this is yeah. this is rage baiting. <laughs> And the thing is, though, well, I do well, understand it did, because it did. It did because the reason they did the cover and everything in the way they did was because they knew it would piss people off. And then yeah, it would. About it. So it's it free did. publicity. They did it, it ten years before that became a thing with everything. <laughs> yeah, but like, Lindsay's point about how you've got to be sexist to get through this game is like holy shit. A little bit, kind of, yeah. So, so, so we've offended. Hang on, what? What is gynophobia? That's a big word for me. Gy- uh, gynophobia. Okay. I think I know what it means. <laughs> Hang on, you think We're you know Googling. what it means? Oh, a dislike or fi- class labs. Dislike or fear of women. Woo! Oh right, yeah, yeah. I mean, Probably uh, true. I, I, I thought women it would just be misogyny, but oh, like it's like an actual phobia. No, it's yeah. no misogyny is a hatred of women. This is a fear of women. Oh, I, I, that's what I, I got. Get it. What? No, I'm joking. <laughs> 
just the women that I've come across personally. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've got a fear of women. My wife scares the shit out of me. But, yeah, I, um, don't, I don't blame you. To be fair, I do. I, I am with Lindsay's point. It's like, what has Vincent got to offer? Could, oh yeah, no, he's a fucking bum. Like, yeah, but, well, yeah, but one of the women isn't real, so <laughs> she's a succubus. So. Slight technical audio fuck up there. My computer just died. So Lindsay is clearly smiting us. <laughs> she heard what we said and then smited the, the computer. I think we were saying something about the other. Yeah, I can't remember what we were saying about the rage bait. We said he's a bum. Women. He's, yeah, well, Vincent's as soon a bum. as I started saying about how much I hated women, your computer just blew up. <laughs> oh, that was it, because we said, because I said um, Catherine's not real. So that's why. So she can be. Oh, his... that's what we were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? yeah, no, it was. Yeah, why would anyone be. She was right. Why would anyone be interested in Vincent? He's a bum. He's a, he saying, is. Yeah. He's a lovable bum, but he's lovable. But he, he is. is. A bum. He is. Like, I think through the course of the game, you find that he is actually. A, he's a good guy. He is. He's just a bit lost. We didn't actually cheat on her. No, you didn't. You just, uh, that's uh, that's the thing they asked. That's one of the questions. Because it blacks out. Because it no, but like he never remembers it because it blacks out, and then he just wakes up. And then through the course of the game, he tries to not do it, and he just ends up waking up there every yeah every he's, time. He's kind of in, that's the thing. Is like it's again, more about it's more about the mental thing because they're trying to make him, you know, yeah, leave her. Uh, trying to break they're trying to break his, basically the whole thing is they're just trying to break up relationships. So yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, is like is like, is, who, is, yeah. If you're mentally there with another woman, like it's like yeah. that's all thing. It, you know, if you're texting another yeah. woman, if you're texting another woman and chatting to another woman, is that just as bad? In, you're having that emotional connection rather than a physical thing, which for me they're just both as bad. Um, oh yeah, but, again, bad. but he's every, but yeah. she's not real, so she's <laughs> it's a supernatural thing. So if you were to cheat on an AI robot, is that is that cheating? Uh, well, one day we'll find out. <laughs> gonna, it's going to be like Detroit become human, where you got the um, air, the robot brothels. <laughs> Is that cheating? They're not real. They're not you might real. As well be using a, a flesh torch. <laughs> these are these are questions questions for a day. Oh, Jake. Detroit. We'll have to do that one day, Detroit. <laughs> if you got anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this all up, I did have something. What was it? It's gone, and it's probably gone now. It's gone. Yep, awesome. It's gone. Yep, it's gone. It's gone. Fantastic. Well, we're, we're getting too old again. We're, we just need to settle down, have families, and move on. Yeah. Uh, you need this to enter my world. going to get you cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> or you could become a space pirate, basically. Let's go to space. Let's go just to space. It. All right, then, mate. Yeah, fuck, like... fuck women. Just go to space. <laughs> Be a cowboy. Be a space. Cowboy. See you later. Wait, everyone, everyone for the podcast. See you later, space cowboys. And that was episode 69, talking about Catherine. Thank you very much, Jake, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And thank you very much, Lindsay, for our little special guest appearance as the representative of all women. I really do appreciate it. I hope everyone had a good time and really enjoyed it. Thank you for sticking along. I'll be back next week for episode 70. But until then, my name's been Danny. You all take care of yourself, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye.